You are listening to a podcast by the Trinity Long Room Hub Arts and Humanities Research Institute. Good morning. Welcome. Friends, colleagues, uh, Catherine Corliss, Aidan Corliss, those of you who are joining us online. It really is such a privilege to be joined here this morning uh, by Catherine Corliss, for a very, very special in-conversation about her work on the Bon Secours Mother and uh, Baby Home in Chewham and the mission for truth that uncovered that dark history of that institution. My name is Jane Olmeyer um, and I'm the director of the Trinity Long Room Hub, which is our research institute in the arts and humanities. It's basically this building here behind me. And in the Institute, we do three things. We celebrate the excellence of the arts and humanities, including the discipline of history, which Catherine represents today. We facilitate conversations across disciplines. And today you're going to hear a conversation between a geneticist and a historian. And the third thing we do is engage in public humanities. We believe passionately in taking the learning of the arts and humanities to the widest possible audiences. And obviously, this is a very wide audience, not just of here in the Burke, but, but everybody who's joining us online. Earlier this year, uh, Professor Aoife McLeisett and I uh, nominated Catherine Lawless uh, for an honorary degree for her hugely important work as a family uh, historian. Uh, We believed that in awarding Catherine uh, in this way, uh, Trinity could have the opportunity to acknowledge the academic excellence and social importance of this work, while at the same time standing up for truth and reconciliation uh, in this country. Her nomination uh, was accepted and we're delighted that today Catherine will be conferred an honorary degree uh, from Trinity College Dublin. Catherine Catherine works on her family farm and is a local historian. Her research focused on an Irish institution, the Bon Secours Mother and Baby Home in Chewham, uh, not only shedding light on this institution, but suggesting a general pattern and acting as an important uh, agent of uh, social change in Ireland. Her work in gathering information on the institution in Chewham, which of course is in County Galway, has revealed patterns of the mistreatment of individuals, both adult women and their infants, under de facto incarceration. Though local people may have been aware of the conditions, uh, the absence of records and hard data allowed the hierarchy of these institutions and the state to ignore or to deny the extent or even the existence of the mistreatment and incarceration. Having been informed that no specific records regarding the institution existed... Catherine requested records of the uh, 796 deaths, 796 deaths uh, at the uh, uh, home. And her meticulous cross-referencing 
of records of births, deaths and burials ultimately led to the uncovering of a mass grave and the shameful history of the institution which could no longer be uh, ignored. Nobody could ignore it. The hard facts were there. And I think it's really important for us all to note that she pursued this work uh, despite many, many obstacles being put in her way and without the support and infrastructure of any academic institution. Her work is now recognised as being of special national and social importance. And I would add here, I think we can safely say of international importance and is frequently referenced by the current Minister uh, uh, for Children and Youth Affairs, uh, Catherine Zapone. In 2017, Catherine Corliss was uh, uh, awarded the Bar of Ireland Human Rights Award in recognition of her exceptional humanitarian service. Um, and uh, she also then was one of the Rehab Group uh, People of the Year Award recipients. Sorry, it's a bit of a mouthful, in 2018. But I actually think our president, uh, Michael D. Higgins, really encapsulated the contribution that Catherine has made when he said, and I'm quoting here, Catherine has demonstrated not only courage and perseverance, but a remarkable commitment to uncovering the truth, to historical truth, and to moral truth. All of us in this republic owe a debt of gratitude to Catherine for what was an extraordinary act of civic virtue. So ladies and gentlemen, um, I, I give you Catherine Corliss, but I also would like to very briefly introduce um, Aoife McLeisett, who will be in conversation with Catherine. Uh, 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 she, she's our professor of uh, genetics and the head of Mo molecular evolution, uh, the Molecular Evolution Laboratory uh, of the Smurfit Institute of Genetics here uh, at Trinity. Um, Aoife is one of Ireland's uh, uh, leading geneticists, uh, recently recognised by the award of uh, European Research Council uh, Starter Award. These are getting these is like hen's teeth. So uh, 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 Aoife is a hugely successful scientist and geneticist, but she's also a fab fabulous uh, communicator of science and the importance of science and very committed to, again, reaching uh, wide uh, audiences uh, through platforms such as the uh, Royal Institute and TEDx uh, uh, talks. So no better person uh, to uh, have this conversation uh, with Catherine. Um, in terms of the format this morning, Aoife and Catherine will have a conversation for about 30, 40 minutes, and then uh, we'll have an opportunity for questions and answers. Uh, and uh, the, the acoustics in here are lousy, so we really do need to use microphones. Um, but we will do that with the Q&A. I would remind everybody that this is being live streamed and being podcast. Um, and those of you who uh, uh, use Twitter, the hashtag um, uh, HubMatters is the one we would ask you to use. Um, all I'd like to do now is invite uh, you to join me in welcoming uh, Catherine Corliss and uh, Aoife McLeisett.
appears to have the Buddhist and the left earlier meeting. Now, even children, remember uh, specifically, uh, they put down hand in hand in a big long line, a two by two, and there will be heavy clouds, and everybody remember to pass out the clouds on the little pack, and there would be a few global type of clouds that would be haze under the, the heat, the real fashioned uh, like the one they are real good. And everybody remembers that. There's no big questions, no big saying. The right the different the different They were in difference. There was difference in case it won't be talking to ourselves coming in and going out. So there was a definite segregation where we at that age don't question that much, even if you're not old in the or six or seven. And the old questions. But there was a little later on then that our memory to pass in the school that we passed behind ten foot walls. We couldn't see it and they couldn't see us. And I passed that way, that's all I remember at home. Yeah. And there was nobody spoke about at the time, it was all push push, we just put that in our dish. And I was my research then, and I started talking to people, that's a different story altogether. I thought I was just going to sit and say, a district of our schools and houses were and little bits like that. But uh, it was opened up just absolutely astounding to me, because it went from how badly the children were treated, they were under bed, they were infected. They weren't uh, given proper foods. And um, how the mothers were treated in childbirth, they were never given any daycare for any help in the birth. There was, um, there was a, an American doctor assigned to the home, but uh, they very, very, very seldom called there, only in emergencies. And uh, I got a picture of the mothers going in there and have their babies, having to wait a year, and then having to leave, just babies taken off them after a year. So I never do that all my life, and I just was absolutely astounded at that. But this went on from show. We were passing in and out, we were sitting there on one thing. So um, that really was, uh, got me involved, and I just had to find out more. One of the things you discovered was uh, how different the thinking ladies there. So some people tried to say this was just the times they were, and that, you know, they well, absolutely. That was one of the that was one of the discoveries that absolutely horrified me. Because it all came about when I was talking to the people in the neighborhood who, who lived around the home. And uh, they, they spoke of uh, uh, some of them really graveyard there in the corner. Uh, some of them said they were uh, uh, unbaptized babies uh, were supposed to be well living all the time. And uh, they wouldn't have been let into a graveyard. And others were saying, well, they're saying man. Because this was after all uh, the grounds of the Holocaust uh, as well. And um, it kind of left with that. And uh, it was only when somebody said to me, um, there are born children very, very low. And uh, I said, would they have been, would they have been stillbirths? And they weren't sure, they said, no, they were older children. And I looked around, and all I saw was a housing estate, a big, huge table, a village in a big, wide area, and a small little corner that was kept with uh, the locals had put up a little grotto. The reason the locals put up the grotto was that in 1975, after the housing estate was finished, the two little boys playing in the area came across what they thought was sort of a crypt with a slab on top of it, and one corner. And they broke open, the broke open the slab, and it was cracked already. And they found uh, numerous little skulls, small skulls, and bones all mingled. And uh, they thought the, the, the neighborhood the guards were informed, guards came up and said they were planning the names. The police came up and said two prayers over them. 
So um, the pressure is so coming up. The beautiful first and there was no reaction, even though you had uncovered just what you described as the sandwich. It was extraordinary. It was shocking. It was. And it was not only the church, of course, because it's also the state that's absolutely involved. They do kind of explode this bombshell. That's right. And nothing happens to basically through silence. And then I think they hoped they would keep this low key. They would push it away as the law landed on. Now, another, um, another uh, um, question that came up then, I was thinking that after all, as the Lord's Council had been in the 1970s, it was almost stopped. They built houses, put in the billboard, and threw up all the graves and put them in that town. Now, just out of over, I didn't just take a hand in front of me, I was over, I felt I was lost. Uh, so they provided me with uh, an area photograph
the story of here is going to be the end of Sunday. I don't recall the very next day, Monday morning, nine o'clock, from the heads on in uh, the Gospel headquarters in Cork. And uh, I think uh, that was a great success. I always wish that I don't know what people are going to say. And her first question was, talking about this about, is that what she said to me? Do I realize how upset their sisters are, the media, and the coaching them? Talk about this about them and her.